A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. I'm Audra Allen, mindset expert and business coach and the host of this podcast. Thanks for being here. Today's guest is someone who is near and dear to my heart. You may have heard of her if you've been in my community for a while, even see her a time or two. She's a colleague, supporter, and co-founder with me of the Dance Business Owner Summit, Kathy King. Welcome, well, <laughs> welcome, Kathy. Thanks, Audra. That's amazing. This is exciting. I'm, yeah. so, I'm just so excited to like be here on your podcast and support, and uh, this is so thank great. You. Yeah, it's long time great. coming. Yes, thank you. Yes, Kathy has definitely been hearing about this for a while, and I've known Kathy now for over a year, about, well, almost a year and a half. Yeah, we connected, and yeah, we just hit the ground running right after we first connected, and been doing all yes. the things. So I'm so honored yeah. to have you here. Yay. Um, okay, well, let's just get to know you a little bit better. Uh, what is your business? Yeah. So that? I'll do my spiel. I'll do like my little elevator pitch. So I'm it. Kathy King. My business is Kathy King Strategies, LLC. I'm based in Metro Detroit, Michigan, but I work virtually. So I have clients all over the world. Uh, my background is in dance. So I have been dancing since I could walk, like I'm sure many of your listeners and many of the people that you have here on the podcast. Um, and it's, it's been my life's passion to teach dance. Um, I started teaching young. I started performing professionally young when I was in high school and, um, during the, and it's, it's taken me on so many amazing journeys and I, I, that could be a whole nother episode in itself, but <laughs> I won't, I won't waste our time here today on, on all of that. Cause we want to get into the good stuff, but, um, needless to say during the 2020 pandemic shutdown of the dance industry, uh, just so many of my peers and friends who own studios, who teach dance, who perform dance, they, my phone was blowing up. I mean, people were just coming left and right, you know, just panicking, not knowing what to do. And I have somehow turned into this landing place for people to feel safe and um, to guide my friends and my peers um, to greater success. So I was able to coach a lot of dance teachers and a lot of dance professionals through those just wacky and wild months and years. Um, and so I officially launched Kathy King strategies in the summer of 2020. Um, and it's just been an awesome journey until now. I can't believe it's been a year and a half owning this coaching company. Um, I still teach dance full time. Um, I still choreograph and I will teach dance forever and always, but coaching has just been this amazing next chapter in, in my journey. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's a little background. My favorite color is purple and I have a cat and <laughs> husband and, uh, I love cooking. So <laughs> that's like kind of the, the little background on me. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't learn anything new because thankfully I know you, but I love that everyone else is getting a good example of Kathy and, mm -hmm. um, this is someone that Kathy is someone you definitely want to have in your space. So we'll dive into how you can connect with her and stuff at the end, but she is Yes, she should be someone you should have in your space. Ah, you're so, so <laughs> um, okay. I want to know um, when you started your business, since you already kind of give us background of why it started, how it looks now compared to when you started it. Because you shared mm -hmm. with us why you started your business, but I know you've gone through a few transformations. So, where are you now and how is that different? Yeah. So, when I first started, I was exclusively working with dance, dance studio owners, dance professionals. 
um, choreographers, teachers, the likes of that exclusively. Um, and really the first iteration of Kathy King strategies was, um, entirely virtual. Uh, clearly I launched the company in 2020, so entirely virtual, um, and very focused around, um, group coaching programs. So like six week, I launched with a, a six week dance teacher development program where we, we talked about developing yourself as a dance teacher and a business owner, like the business mindset of a dance teacher. Um, and then kind of took on some one-on-one -on -one clients. I had a membership. So like a monthly membership for about a year. So all of last year, really, um, which was amazing and great, but I kind of learned by doing that, that wasn't really what my clients wanted or my audience wanted. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm really in that mindset of like, build the plane as it's going down the runway. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of right. So a lot of the things I was doing in my business, um, from the get go was really a lot of trial and error and just seeing what my audience wants and what I want mm -hmm. as a business owner, um, as the CEO of my business, really, um, you know, what, path do I want to take my business down? So, um, since then, since, you know, only exclusively working with dance professionals and dance teachers, mostly, um, I now have shifted into a lot in part with some mentorship from my dad, who was like this incredible businessman and mentor and, and marketing extraordinaire. Um, and just a lot of his insight from the outside looking in, he had nothing to do with dance. The man was like, the dorkiest dancer on the planet. And I loved it so much. Um, and he supported my dance career, like nobody else, like my biggest cheerleader, however, was not a dancer or dance professional by any means. Right. So he had this great outside perspective of what I was doing. And, and he really kind of had this lens on, and he was seeing how even just in my social life, how I was kind of impacting, um, women in my life of, um, me being a dancer and, a um, a dance professional. I, I, develop this confidence that a lot of women outside of the dance world don't have. Um, and so he really nudged me and pushed me into expanding my business outside of just dance professionals. So now Kathy King strategies, um, while the bulk of my business is within the dance industry, because you're my people, um, I work with creative entrepreneurs across all industries. Um, for example, I have clients who work in event planning and sell insurance and, um, are in cosmetics. And so that's kind of cool to take. I mean, this dance mindset that we build is like, it's so different than any mm -hmm. other world, I feel like. So to be able to translate that into other industries has been really fun. Mm -hmm. um, still mostly virtual, but I'm super blessed. My local community here, uh, lots of in-person work, lots of um, small group work and one-on-one and -on -one coaching as well. Yeah. And I, um, I do envy that. That is something because <laughs> I do, I, tr I move around so much that that will not ever, right. really, my business will continue to be virtual, <laughs> <laughs> which is great, which I love, but not having any in-person components. But, um, yeah, it is also someone in you know first row seat to see your transformation over these last two years into this. And now you identify as a success coach, which is, you know, yeah. something I think those of us in the service based part of the dance world, you know, we, we, we've been kind of trying to get clear on what this new thing is that we're all doing. Those those yeah. who are business coaches or mindset coaches who are trying to get clear on what our identity is. Tell me a little bit more about you, like that term that you want to use to identify yourself. Yeah, well, I first, you know, like you. Um, I came out on the scene as a dance business coach, which I still identify as definitely. Um, and same, like, likewise, I, we both have been kind of a cheering each other on and be supporting each other through this journey of developing our businesses. And it's, it's been cool to watch you, um, 
you know, shift from dance business coach to dance CEO coach. Like, ah, oh. oh, it's, it's so you. cool to watch that. And um, similarly, like I really just got clear. I sat down, I, I do a lot of journaling. I'm, I'm a journaler. So I did a lot of journaling and, and just, um, you know, listened to all the podcasts and read all the books and all the things. And I wanted to get clear on what exactly I do. And um, while I am a business coach and I do coach people to have, you know, really, mindful businesses and and to really get a grasp of, especially with dancers to um, step into the business mindset. Um, I like to call myself a success coach because it's all encompassing. So we do strategic work on let's get your system set up. Let's get, you know, how are you billing your clients? How are you maintaining your books? How, like, I like to do that kind of stuff, but then also let's get your mindset right. So that you can really find success for you, whatever that means. Um, you know, for me, I don't need to make billions of dollars to be successful. Um, I need time freedom. That's what I need to be successful. And I need time to be able to, you know, cook a good meal every night. That's success to me. I wish um, I lived closer to you for that, that last. Ah, I know. One of these days we're going to, we will cook a meal together. I know it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's for everyone. I think the number one step is defining what is success for you. And then what are the steps we're going to do to get there? So that's, I like the term success coach because, um, you know, now that I am working across industries, um, it translates well and, um, it's just, I think it's fun to find success for each person. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. think, I mean, that's the journey I'm always on to is getting clear on the personal level of what success is for me. And then the professional, right. Which is something they don't, that term isn't used often, especially I think yeah. in the dance business world. Yeah. And uh, so I have a chance to kind of for yourself, redefine what that is for you. I think people might realize they've actually already hit success that they maybe not had realized. So um, thanks for sharing that. That was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay. I know a term that you love to use is solopreneur. And that is like, that's a phrase. That's a thing. That's an identity you have in your space. And I want to know, first of all, how you define that. And why should dance professionals embrace the term solopreneur? Yeah. So a solopreneur, um, sometimes the word entrepreneur can feel a little scary. Mm -hmm. um, but really, at the end of the day, I mean, an entrepreneur is a, is a unique kind of person, right? Um, I don't think that everyone can be an entrepreneur. I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. And I think um, it's okay if you're not an entrepreneur, like, just own it. Go find someone who is an entrepreneur and work for them because they're really great people to work for. Right. <laughs> um, and that's, and it's great. Solopreneur is this unique person. It's, it's you and I, it's, it's the person who really takes their dream and takes this, um, this thing, you know, it's that voice in your head. that's like, you need to do that thing. And it's not always your biggest passion or your, you know, your only passion. I think it's okay to keep your passion separate. I bring up cooking all the time. Cause that's like a huge passion for me. I never want to turn it into a job. Dance is also a huge passion for me and I've made a great career with it. Um, carefully, you know, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. So a solopreneur is really that person who ventures out on their own with this like courage and this braveness about them, um, and creates a career for themselves and creates a business. Um, and I think the dance professional should embrace that term because, a lot of times, you know, I, I think of myself the day I turned 18, I packed my car and I drove to Los Angeles from Michigan. And because that's what I thought I had to do to be a dance professional, like I have to go to LA. Um, and I'm grateful for it. It was an awesome experience. Um, I had no flipping clue what I was doing and I did not treat myself like a business at that point. 
um, I just went out there and I auditioned for everything. And I, I went to all the job board, you know, I danced at edge, which is no longer, which just breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. And so for any of my like early two thousands LA friends out there, like you would go to edge and you're taking class and there's the bulletin board outside of the main room and you're, you're finding jobs. Right. And I'd apply for all these teaching jobs and do that. But I had no idea. Like I, I did not think of myself as an entrepreneur. I did not think of myself as a businesswoman. I was just a dancer in LA and that's it. Yeah. Um, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, and I, I never learned that in school. Like I took economics, but we learned how to like balance a checkbook. How's that going to help you? <laughs> but yeah. also, I mean, I personally believe that the dialogue of business needs to start being synonymous with your dance training in the studio, especially. 100%. Yeah. And I know you've believed this too. And this yeah. is something I didn't grow up thinking either. This is only new to me in the last few years with my business development and realizing, holy crap, anyone, especially now that being a freelance artist is the norm. You are your own business entity. You're marketing yourself. You're handling contracts. I mean, you're doing all the things to get yourself yeah. paid gigs. Yeah. Why are you not able to say, I am a solopreneur, I am yeah. a business entity and treat it as such? Because I, I think part of that is the mindset because hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Growing up, my understanding of, you know, your opportunities in the dance world was dance professionally. If that doesn't work out for you or when you retire, teach and open up a studio if that's really where the route you want to go, right? That's it. And so business in the dance world, when I tell people I'm a dance mindset and business coach, they automatically think studios, right? And I'm like, mm -hmm. actually, yeah. my definition of a dance business owner and dance business is anyone who supports the dance world. So yeah. that, I mean, that's so many things, you know, ther dance therapists, mindset coaches, you know, physical therapists. I mean, there's so many different thing people that support the dance world that are business. Totally. And, and they actually already have the fortune to be business structures, right? They actually already like, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to support the dance world, but I'm actually a business entity, but dancers themselves are just labeled as artists. We don't like, you know, we're just trying to become professional artists and add that term in front. Like yeah. the whole business thing is not even on the radar, but it needs to be. And I know you and I both are working hard to get that. To oh my gosh. We're, we're like hitting the pavement. We're out there. We're just like, come on dancers. Yes. And yeah, I love that you bring up that term, like professional dancers are, you know, we're just labeled as artists and which is beautiful. And yes, you are an artist, but also you are a solopreneur if you're doing your own thing. And, and like, I want to see more freelance choreographers invoicing studios for their work. Like, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times this email back and forth, like, oh, it costs this much. And then they give you a check. Like, I want to see you like sending out an invoice. I want to see you like getting your email signature looking real great. You know, just those little things that it makes you stand up a little taller and it makes you treat yourself more professionally. And then you start to command the rates that you really deserve mm -hmm. to really make that salary that you deserve. I mean, it, dancers work their faces off to, to build this amazing, you know, repertoire of work and you're not being compensated properly because at the end of the day, you're really not treating yourself like the professional that you are and the solopreneur that you are like you, you are just rocking this career. So like, let's get at it. Yeah. And also I think I have two thoughts on this yeah, <laughs> um, for the listeners, just so you know, this is not at all. I mean, we kind of, I kind of prepped questions, but knowing Kathy, I knew we we're going to go and this is not even on the radar we're going to talk about, but I love that we're here for this. Cause I feel like we're just doing our thing, which is just chatting about topics like this and you happen to be listening and watching. Um, so 
One is the common scarcity mindset in the dance world that we've all been fed. I know that that dialogue is changing and the younger generations who are coming up are helping make sure that that's not sticking. But we are like, you know, very much if there's an opportunity in front of you, you say yes. Even if it's not paid, you're grateful because there's only a few. You're replaceable, right? The whole thing that we all know. And mm-hmm. so I, that leading to the whole like, choreographers invoicing the studio that then leads me to my next thing, which is branding, which we hear that term, right? You might say, oh, and then there's so-and-so is like a brand and they're like, you know, representing some really expensive and they look like they're living their best life and driving really expensive cars, right? But really, if you're out there saying, I'm a choreographer, this is what I'm doing. That is a business entity and structure. And how are you handling your, I'm not, I'm just, now I'm just literally just off the cuff here. Yeah. <laughs> How are you handling your finances? Like, right, if you're bringing in enough, they're gonna be paying taxes on them. Why are you not registering yourself as a business entity and look into, there's solo, um, I just forgot what the term is. There's LLCs and then there's the other- Proprietors. Proprietors. And so you can make very simple Google those two terms and look and see which one makes sense. And if you are someone who regularly is having other people pay you for your services as a freelance artist, as a choreographer, as all the things, why not see if there's benefit to that or not? And if you have questions, you can DM Kathy and I and we can help you in that journey. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> yes, yes, because I mean, at a certain point, if you're trying to figure out how to structure yourself, like, and you're already doing the thing and you're essentially branding yourself, you're putting yourself out there as a business entity without even realizing it. So just mm-hmm. start thinking and giving yourself mm-hmm. permission to start thinking and acting like one. Yeah. yeah. And it's so awesome. I feel like it's, there's like this, empowerment that comes with just embracing mm-hmm. the fact that you are a solopreneur, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, there are so many opportunities that can come your way when you do really treat yourself like a business mm-hmm. and it's great. And it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't, I started my first nonprofit professional dance company when I was 21 years old, I was a baby. Right. It doesn't matter how young you are, you know, and I started my professional career when I was 15, you know, and it doesn't matter as long as, as you really stand on your own two feet and you say, you know what, I'm worth it. I have great ideas. I I've got something to say. I've got an impact to make, go after it and do it and really start to treat yourself more like a business. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're really going to start to see, um, some changes come in, in a really good way. Yes. Yeah. I know that, uh, I used to think this way and also when I talk to people in my community that, you know, when you think of business, my idea of a business is like a Fortune 500 company, right? It's a tall building. Everyone has suits. There's a boardroom, right? Like the stigma of business. But really, we business is whatever you want it to be, you know, and we like that's what you and I are trying to do is shift and help people understand the difference of what that can be. And it is okay, like you just said, to be a business at any age. Actually, guests I just recorded with um, yesterday the founder of that organization, she started at 15 years old. Yes. Like, like right. And like, cause she's like, I am, this is what I am. I'm an entrepreneur. This is what I do. And I'm sitting there in awe of her. Right. I didn't start my business until my mid thirties. Yeah. And I never thought that was a reality. And now it's just so normal. Like people are like, why not? I'm like, okay. Yeah. We're taking a quick break to let you know that if you're finding any of these topics interesting that we're discussing today, and you want to dive further into them personally, you can DM me, Audra, at the Dance CEO Coach on Instagram so we can talk and see if you and I working together is a good fit. I support all my clients to first grow personally and then focus on themselves professionally because I truly believe that your professional success is only as strong as your personal success. So if you really want to start diving into any of these topics, 
DM me on Instagram at the dance CEO coach. And let's get you moving in that direction that you've been desiring. And as you're listening to this episode, realizing that it can be possible for you. Now let's get back to talking with Kathy. But you know, for as awful as the year 2020 and even last year were for dancers in the dance industry, so many blessings came out of that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I never want to downplay obviously the right. awful things that happen, but so many blessings came out of that. And, um, we live in such a small business world now, like small business is where it's at. And, and yeah. there are a lot of challenges and, you know, we can sit here all day and talk about how great it is. It's hard. It's challenging. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Kathy and I've definitely had DMS in our Instagram. Um, yeah. I'll play like, oh, what would you do about this? Yeah. I know. Like, should I be doing like, you know, like the moments where we're in the famine and like questioning if this yeah. is still, like, right. Very, it's not always easy. Yeah. And then, but then you find people, you know, you find your people and just like before we, you know, we kind of chit chat before we started recording this episode and, you know, I hopped on the first thing I said to you is, Hey, I signed a new client this morning yeah. and woohoo, you know, we can celebrate each other's success. And as a solopreneur, that's, that's what you got to do, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Well, yeah. that actually makes me want to know, like, how can solopreneurs feel more supported? Even like, if you can give them some practical, like, this is the thing you can do, what would that be? Uh, number one, find your people, <laughs> find, find your, you know, find your tribe, all of that. Um, and I'm just going to interrupt. I have to apologize. My voice is like so funny. I've been teaching my face. off. Oh, you're good. And so I, I'm like, I have to record a podcast. Today. I'm like, I've got my classic, like scratchy teacher voice. So <laughs> anyways, um, feeling supported, join, join a networking group, join, um, you know, a local community group. If that's, you know, your jam is, is local, uh, join some coaching programs, a mastermind, all of this, all of these are available in-person, virtual, everything. You just got to do the work to find them. Um, I love networking and referral groups. Uh, Pretty much most local communities have them. Yep. You know, a rotary club, a chamber of commerce and things like that, whatever. But um, a a dance, you know, there's so many dance organizations, NDEO, Dance USA, all of that, you know, like join a group, a a, a networking group where you can really connect with like-minded people and support each other. Um, I'm part of several referral and networking groups where the sole purpose of the group is to get to know each other and refer clients to each other. It's amazing. It's so great, you know? And so I feel very supported as a solopreneur when I'm around those people. Um, Masterminds, coaching programs. Um, I know you are, you are a group coaching program junkie. I know that you've been a part of several. I just Um, learned another one for the next 12 months. Yeah. And it's incredible. And you meet so many people and we've had so many conversations where, you know, we're, we're sharing ideas as coaches and, and you'll always bring up like, oh, well, I met this person through this group and I met that person through that group and this person, you know, and it's, it's amazing that you're able to expand your network as, as, you know, we feel sometimes as solopreneurs, you do, you can isolate yourself really easily. You can operate in a silo very easily. And that's, that's kind of the danger zone where it's nice to, um, it's nice to be on your own because you have the freedom of, you know, you get to run with your creative ideas and you don't have other people shutting you down. You don't have other people telling you, no, like if you're a solopreneur, these are my great ideas and this is what I'm going to build, you know, but it's the danger zone of just getting stuck with your own voice in your own head. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like Kathy and, hears from me frequently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even just having someone that you can voice memo on occasion or shoot a text off to you. But um, I really think it's super, you know, specifically for solopreneurs, um, joining some groups, uh, finding a community that you can be a part of, um, reaching out to, to mentors, like reach out to someone. I always say, you know, to my students, to my clients, to myself, like, put yourself in rooms with people who are doing the thing that you want to do. Yes. You know, it's so important because we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like just be around people who inspire you, be around people who have, who are five chapters ahead of you in the book that you're trying to write, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, I think that that's the best way that we can feel supported as, as solopreneurs. Yeah. And I want to add to that, that the, the thing that, is behind all of this that someone can even who's listening can say I'm a solopreneur to even identify is the mindset shift, which, you know, that's one of the things I do, which is, I mean, it took a lot of work for me to be able to give myself permission to say I'm a dance business owner and then eventually own that I'm actually the CEO. And -hmm. that's actually what I help most of my clients work. There was the permission to work through the imposter syndrome. And, and so if you are not a dancer, you're, it's not exclusive. You can't be one or the other. You can be a dancer, and that's that's the vehicle for your structure right like how that like how you're making the money is the dancing but how you're containing the money and how it's being brought into you and the handling of is you being a solopreneur and having your own business structure and you need both if you really want the longevity and the support and like if you want to make that a career so give yourself permission and say heck yeah i almost said the f word but i'm gonna work like We haven't cussed yet on this, but it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to edit that. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So heck yeah, I am both a dancer, an artist, a professional and a solopreneur, or I have my own business, or you can go as far as say I'm the CEO, like give yourself permission to do both. Cause they're not exclusive. They actually work together. Yeah, absolutely. And I always like to remind myself and people that there are so many people out there in the world who are less educated than you, less talented than you that are making more money than you and quote unquote, more successful. I'll put the quotes up Um, just because they, they took action and they were brave enough to say, I'm the CEO of my life or I'm, you know, it's literally just that simple act of, of standing in your truth and standing in your greatness of what you're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And then so many doors open for you. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like, if you can't claim it, no one else is going to claim it, right? You're your own biggest advocate. And so no one else is going to come and say, oh, by the way, just so you know, you're the solopreneur and you're doing this thing. They're like, no, no, they're not going to know that until you own it first. Yep. yep. No one else informed me that I'm going to be the mindset and business coach for dance CEOs. Like I had to come <laughs> up with that and be like, I'm letting you know, this is what I do. And this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to think about it. Knock, like knock. It. Hey, by the way, yeah. oh. just so you know, but at the same time to start on that path, we're giving you permission today to, to allow yourself to start thinking like that. So if you yeah. need that permission, we're giving it to you right now. It is yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. That's great. Okay. I want to dive more into, you already mentioned you're a journaler, but I want to yeah. dive more into like your process as running your business, the CEO of your life and your business. So what do you have a morning routine? And if so, what does it look like? I do. I do. And it's actually, it's something I've struggled with a lot in my life is having a morning routine. Um, I actually, I have a, a coach. So all good coaches have coaches. Yes. If your coach doesn't have a coach, get another coach. Like, <laughs> yep. So, it's like so if, your my, dance teacher, yeah, if your dance teacher is, you know, if the person you work with isn't constantly trying to improve themselves, like in the dance world, then you need to check in with somebody else. Yes, please. 
So my coach and I have done a lot of work over, over the past many months, especially as I'm rubbing the engine on my business, um, on developing a morning routine and more structure in my life, because I started performing professionally when I was 15. I started teaching when I was 16. Um, and we all know the dance world is you teach nights, Mm -hmm. you rehearse on the weekends, you, you know, you maybe it's like our schedules are just always in flux. Mm -hmm. And so my entire working life, I have never had a consistent schedule ever. So it's very hard to build routine into that if you're never used to having routine in that. Right. Um, and so really it's, it's been a challenge for me most of my life, but recently I have developed a morning routine. So it took practice. It took consistency of setting the alarm. I'm not a crazy early morning person. I'm a 7:30 a.m. person. For some, that might be very early. For some, that's not. I have friends who are in the 5 a.m. club, and I'm like, yeah, I, I will never. I'm a 7 a.m.er. If I, unless I'm getting up to go to the airport to get on a plane to Hawaii, I'm not getting up that early. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, so, or, or you know, or a special event or something like that. But otherwise, at 7:30, my alarm is set at. Um, and really, and you know, for the first few weeks you're waking up with the alarm. Now my body is just accustomed to it. I'm all, I'm up 15 minutes before my alarm goes off every day. Um, I get up, I make my coffee. I'm a pour over coffee. <laughs> so I don't do the Keurig. I don't do a, a coffee pot. I, I do it the slow way. And I I've done that since college. Um, and I, I like the process. I'm kind of a coffee snob. I'm one of those. Kind people. of, or are you just going to own that you are? I'm going to own it. I'm a coffee snob. <laughs> so I'm one of those people. I'm really annoying. Um, so I like, you know, I use my Chemex or I have like an individual if I just want one cup of coffee, but it's nice because you got to wait for the water to boil. Right. So I turn on my water kettle and I sit in my kitchen and I either journal, um, and that usually in the morning journaling would be like a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. um, so writing the things that I'm grateful for, um, or honestly, sometimes I'll play a game on my phone just to be a little mindless in the morning. Um, or I will do like a little chat. I don't mind working in the morning. So maybe I'll do a check of email. Um, it usually takes about 10, 15 minutes for the water to go and then I'll make my coffee. Um, and then usually once, once I make my coffee again, I like to just kind of sit and exist. <laughs> I like to just be a human that's existing in the morning. So I'll do that for a little bit. Um, for a while there, my husband was on a different kind of sleep schedule. So he was waking up like an hour later than me. Now we're kind of on the same schedule and he's very chatty in the morning. So, so I have to like remind him, you know, like, Hey, I'm doing my morning thing, you know? So boundaries are a really important thing for all business owners. You have to set your boundaries and communicate. Um, so that's that. And then I usually, um, spend about an hour in the morning, just doing like kind of, I call it like my admin work. So emails, um, check, looking at my calendar, see what I got coming up for the day or the week. Um, maybe, you know, like if there was that, oh, that one little edit on my website I needed to do, or that, that, you know, automated email on my Calendly didn't send out properly. So let me check that. So like a little admin stuff in the morning. Um, and then usually if I have client calls or whatever, they start around nine 30 or 10. So, so I usually have, I have a solid couple hours in the morning to just settle into the day. And that's very important for me. Mm, I yeah. love it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so you guys can all hear in real time. This is how it works with Kathy. If we're talking to get an idea. So I just thought of a different podcast. 
I did not a different podcast episode to be clear, not going uh, crazy, episode. but I'm going to take, cause I asked this question of a lot of the guests and I'm going to mm-hmm. take and create an episode that's just people and just take the clips of people's different morning routines. People can hear what the examples are and how it is. Both, it's meant to be diverse and the routine is that you have one and it serves you. So I just brilliant. Wanna... That's, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All the episodes. <laughs> All the episodes. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, this whole week has been focusing on educating people on what morning routines are and what things you can be putting into them and how to best serve you on my social media this week. Love. So, yeah. Yeah. So important. Um, so it sounds like you work on your business throughout the day. Like it's not like, I mean, is there like, <laughs> that time? Like t- dive into that for me. Yeah. So I don't, again, like I, I operate well in organized chaos. Um, I don't like the word structure. The, the word structure immediately makes my body like, ah, so (laughs) if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube and it's like, like, uh, you can see me if you're not watching, I'm like scrunching down. I don't like the word structure. It like, it, it totally like turns me off. Um, what I've worked on with my coach, which is helpful. Um, instead of thinking of, work hours. Like I don't like to call it work hours because again, it kind of just feels as a dancer, like I'm a dancer, I'm a, I'm a mover, I'm a choreographer. And to say, Oh, I got to go work and sit on a computer and just work there. I greatly enjoy being on my computer. I love the work that I do virtually. Um, but we decided to rename it. So, um, renaming those hours during the day. And I chose to name my work hours, my empower hours. So that's amazing. Like just that one little shift of the word, I think language is really important. So empower hours. And so I spend at at minimum four hours per day, Monday to Friday in empower hours. That's where I'm working on my business or in my business. Um, Working on my business is, you know, crafting some of the programs I'm running or, you know, offers I'm going to make working in my business is working with clients, working, you know, the, the hands-on stuff. So four hours a day, minimum, sometimes it's more, Sometimes it's a little less based on life. Um, you know, we all have lives. We all, everything going to happen. And that's part of why I love working for myself is that when life happens, I get to be present in that. Um, and then if I need to, you know, I think of, I think of business and life, personal and professional as like these levers that we can pull. And sometimes, sometimes you got to rev the engine more on your business and you got to really just like put the work in, mm-hmm. set your boundaries and tell everyone no and say, I have to do this. And sometimes you got to pull back and be totally present in your personal life. Um, You know, whatever it is, I'm a caretaker for my mom. I'm a wife. I'm uh, you know, I have friends, I got a socialize. So it's like, sometimes you have to be really present for that. So um, you know, I know you've got your kids and you know, you've got your family and all that. So it's, it's, you, we got to pull those levers back and forth here and there. Mm -hmm. So I personally don't like to have like super structure, like the same hours every day. Um, it really, it like gives me anxiety to think like, if I get up on a Monday and I know every single day this week from nine to two, I'm working on my business that stresses me out. (laughs) Like, I need to know I've got some flexibility if I want to go run some errands or something like that. Yeah. I know that like, I have some, some empowered hours said the S word that we're not saying, Uh uh (laughs) um, uh, like, like you said, you know, I, I know that I, I don't start seeing clients until 10 AM, right. I give myself a window in the morning to whether I have kids yeah. or no kids. Right. So I know that there's certain things, right. Cause I need to have that availability to list it to them. But also I only know that I work with clients Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I've given myself Mondays and Fridays to have so much flexibility. And then I have my setting set on my, my scheduling that I actually have so much room between the calls. 
so that like I'm never like back to back. I'm like, I get like 30 minute windows or I'm like, yeah. no, I actually have lunch planned in there. So if I want to go do things or need to go like, I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually this week decided I'm not going to make this chunk of time available because I think I'm going to just want to chill, right? Like there is flexibility within the, I'm going to say it structure, right? Versus it's rigid, right? So yeah. to me, when I hear the word structure, sorry for making you cringe, like <laughs> I hear is it like, it's fluid and it gives uh-huh. you framework to work within what makes sense for you, but it's not concrete. Yeah. It's not rigid. So like for me, I'm like, I have a structured general idea of how this is going to work. Like when I'm going to meet with my clients and not, but I also have flexibility with that. No, I can shift around because I'm living my life. Right. Well, and what's great is that this whole shift of work from home across all industries, it's really shifted the way that we look at the workday. And I think four day work weeks are amazing. uh, Incredible. Um, I think there's even, um, there's a podcaster that I love to listen to John Lee Dumas. He has the podcast entrepreneurs on fire. Mm-hmm. So any of my, any of my entrepreneurs out there, it's, it's, it's a great inspiring podcast. Um, and he has a, th- he works five days a month, five days a month. And that's just how he structured his life. So five days a month he works, but on those five days, it's work. Like he is doing all the work. He's recording all the podcasts. He's writing the things he's doing the stuff for those five days. So then for the rest of the month, he can have freedom to do the things that he wants to do, pursue other projects or things like that. And I think that's so cool. I'm like, I want to, you know, like that's, that's kind of something that I'm working towards is mm-hmm. building, building this, um, you know, sustainable business that, you know, you can have more time freedom and you can structure things, mm-hmm. but that again, it's like, we get that freedom as solopreneurs to yeah. say, I, I only want to work five days a week. Yeah. Like, if you you're... Know, or, or five days a month. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're finding yourself like, feeling like I'm supposed to do this. That's an expectation you place on yourself from what you think you're supposed to do from other things you're seeing. So I'm a, I'm a part-time single mom. I have my kids two weeks out of the month and two weeks I'm kid free. So the two weeks I have my kids, there's definitely more like I'm, I have less flexibility in the hours I'm available to work, but I also know like, okay, I'm working the chunk. Like I'm not doing my mornings how I would by myself. And then I'm not going to start getting work done until this time. And then I'm done working or whatever I'm doing empowered hours by certain <laughs> times I need to pick up my kids and I have things with them. And then if I'm feeling it after they go to bed, if I want to take on a few more hours worth of work, fantastic or not. Right. Whatever. When I don't have my kids, I have like the whole day available. So sometimes I don't start touching anything in my business until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes not even the evening. If I decide like, I think I need to go do this for myself today. Yeah. Or like my kids were homesick and I'm like, you know what? This is what's the beauty of being able to work from home is that I have the flexibility to first be available for my children being homesick and I can choose to work, which was fine. Or say, you know what? I can reschedule because I'm the one who's in charge. And I was sick a few weeks ago and um, I was asked like, are you going to like call in and take the day off? I was like, I am the boss. I called into myself and gave myself permission and I rescheduled yeah. my meetings. Like, I yeah, I surely did do that. Yes. Yeah, I surely did. And that's why I'm in bed enjoying it. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. And there are seasons in our life. I mean, I know when I was in my early twenties, I was teaching seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I was going, going, going. And that hustle culture is like, that's a real thing. And, um, I think what's important is as you're building your own business and as you're treating yourself especially my dance professionals out there, you're treating yourself like a business and like a CEO. Um, You start to understand how to price yourself better, how to create opportunities for you to work less, but make more because Mm -hmm. you're, you're putting more value on what you offer. 
Um, you're, you're pricing something based on the value you bring to the job, not necessarily their budget. Right. So, um, I think that's important as you start to craft what your schedule looks like so that you're not running yourself into the ground and you can take time off when your kids are sick or you're sick or, you know, things like that. I just think it's awful that we feel like we have to just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my morning routine is getting ready for the day and getting some work done. My night routine every single day, every day without question. I'm on my couch with my kitty cat and my husband and we're watching Netflix like Love it. or something. And we, and I don't feel bad about that. You hear all these gurus that are like, you should never watch TV. You should, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's a valuable part of my day. It's, it's a, it's a release from this long day of work. It's creative. It's, you know, I'm an, I'm an artist. I love seeing the artistic contributions of film and TV. Like it's, that's fun for yeah. me. And there are some, you know, successful people out there that say that's such a waste of time. And I'm like, but it's I want, the time I created. You yeah, know, but I wonder if it's those people who only do that versus like you are doing other things in your life and this is something you choose to spend your time on. And that's, I think the key word here is how you're choosing to spend your yeah. time. And you, yeah. you, you are like, I enjoy all these things. And that's why we're also running on businesses is to the live, to live our lives, how we enjoy it. I yeah. also enjoy watching TV. I, <laughs> I, I don't have it such a strict routine, but Every day. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I, definitely multiple nights a week. I am watching something or sometimes actually, you know what? I plot myself in front of the couch, grab my laptop and I'll watch like Gilmore girl marathon. and like, do admin work for eight hours with Gilmore totally. in the background, right? I know you do. I know you do that. So that like, yeah, like new girl, new girl in the office. Those are my like, yeah. come on and just get some work done. Although I, they just took Shit's Creek off of Netflix and I'm really bitter about that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, <laughs> I have to do something like Gilmore Girls. Um, yeah. Cause I, I get so engrossed in like new girl and stuff. Cause the one-liners are just so good that I like, so I forget to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so what would you, what is like a favorite productivity hack that you would say is good for dance business owners? I think for, because uh, a lot of dance business owners wear so many hats. Mm -hmm. You're a teacher, you're a choreographer, you're a performer, you're this, that, and the other. Um, I love this hack and it's 30 minutes a day, five days a week, dedicated to working on your business, on yeah. yourself as a business owner, literally set a timer, turn all notifications off, turn the TV off, turn off your music. Like, 30 minutes of just intensely focused work on what you want to create as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, whatever term you want to use as a CEO, right? So whatever project it is and not, I'm not saying like answering emails and um, updating your website. I'm saying like working, that's in your business, <laughs> that's in your business, right? I'm saying working on your business. So working on, you know, that big vision for that huge production you want to create or, you know, a, a new, um, I don't know, teaching program that you want to bring into studios, whatever it might be like working on your business of developing that because 30 minutes goes by like that. It's so fast, but it's, if you like laser focus on it, that is such a great productivity and, and you build, it's like the little steps every single day and like yep. a little bitty bit every day really, really adds up over the long yep. time. So 1% every day has a bigger outcome than 5% once every six months. Yeah. And it's less overwhelming. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't feel that overwhelmed. And it's really satisfying because you're not only working on the tedious day-to-day -day things, you're working on your long-term visions always, which is what's motivating, right? Because that's the yeah. whole you have it is to continue to do those things you're striving for versus you're just doing the day-to-day. -day. Totally. So, yeah. And some days, you'll, some days you'll sit down, you'll set that timer and you will get nothing done. And some days you'll set the timer and you'll keep working for another two hours. Like 
there you win some and you learn and you lose some. Well, I guess you win some or you learn some, right? So <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like give yourself some grace, but like really dedicate that time and you know, give your give yourself the weekends off. Just five days a week is good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for that hack. That's a good tip. Uh-huh. I'm gonna remind myself of that. That's a good one. Um, where can listeners connect with you? Find you online? Ooh, uh, yeah, come hang out with me online. So um, I'm on Instagram. So if you're social, I'm mostly on Instagram at Kathy King Strategies. All one word, Kathy with a K, the right way. Yeah, we need to be clear about that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you can also find me on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn, but not really like, I, you know, I'm on it, but I'm not on it. Um, and then KathyKingStrategies.com. You can head over to my website. You can see some cute pictures of me. You can read my bio, see all the stuff, see what I offer. Um, yeah, I'd love to, I love to chat. I, I'm obsessed with Instagram. I love being on there. I love following inspiring people. Um, DM me anytime. You can literally DM me and like, tell me your life story. And I'll just like sit here and cheer you on. Like, it's, it's great. I just love, that's how we met was through Instagram and it's great. So yeah, that's where you can find me. That's amazing. Okay. (laughs) Final question for today. (laughs) What does it mean to you to be the CEO of your life and business? That's deep, Audra. (laughs) To be the CEO of my life and business means I have the freedom to live life on my terms and to create the impact that I know I'm meant to create. Mm. I know in my heart that I was put here for a bigger purpose outside of myself. And I think that embracing being the CEO of my life and my business that, that gives me permission to go after those things, to really make the impact in the dance world, in the regular world, all the places. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Kathy. I suspect I'll have you back next season. I feel like maybe maybe we should start our own podcast. (laughs) So many things, right? Um, Thanks so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. I super appreciate you and just so grateful. And I can't wait to see your podcast just take over the world. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you for that. And thanks listeners for being with us today. If you found this episode inspiring at all, make sure to follow the Dance CEO podcast wherever you listen to it and take time to share it with somebody else who you would find benefits from today's discussion. Really appreciate you being here and make sure to join us next week.